You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got the virtual thumbs up from the Eddie Scazzeri. So here we go on a podcast on this hump day Wednesday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. No, hello. So I uh, listened a little bit, well, not a little bit, two hours into a two and a half hour uh, Bruce Springsteen on with Howard Stern. Yeah. A couple of just quick, two quick things I wanted to share with you that uh, I was not aware of that he did mention. One. He, he listens to the warm-up show. <laughs> Jerry, that would have been awesome. <laughs> uh, he does not listen to the warm-up show. No. He mentioned all these different places he lived also and never mentioned Bradley Beach yet. And he okay. did live in Bradley Beach for a short time. I was hoping to get a Bradley Beach shout-out. But mm. he mentioned that at home he wears a hearing aid. No, yeah. You know what? All those years on tour, loud music, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. He says he uh, wears a hearing aid at home, and he likes it. It helps him a lot because uh, it was getting to the point where he wasn't hearing anything his wife would say, which sounds lovely, by or the way. Or didn't want to hear anything. Yeah, she yeah. Said. <laughs> She's like, you're getting a hearing aid. Then he probably had to pretend he needed a hearing aid. She probably had one, too. She probably didn't hear from him either. Yeah. <laughs> So there was a funny moment, too, where Howard's like, you know, where Bruce is talking about growing up and uh, as a musician and, and people who had helped him out along the way and how important that was. And Howard said, you know, do you do a similar thing, you know, where you see a musician that you like and as promised that you take them under your wing? He goes, mm, no, <laughs> not at all. Very matter of fact, like, no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Did Howard ever take a young, inspiring broadcaster under his wing? No. Okay. He hated everybody. No, oh, perfect. Everyone was ripping him off. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's then, part of flattery, right? Uh, yes, I guess so, yes. But he got to the point where, you know, some things like our friend Craig does in the afternoon, too, where everything can't be ripping you off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, everything is in a ripoff. Right. Other people actually have ideas, too. Yes, and, uh, yes, just because they're talking on the microphone doesn't mean they're ripping you off. Right, and I totally understand. Yeah, so uh, he was very big on that. But back then, I, I was all in on... Yes, everyone's ripping you off, Howard. You know, I, right. was, uh, I was hardcore into that. Uh, and then the second thing was when Bruce went to play a song that he normally does with his wife, he said, oh, you know, because Howard asked him to play it. He goes, oh, you know, and he did play it. He said, but it, it doesn't do justice, you know, without my without Patty on it. He said, but uh, Patty has a long memory and wouldn't come today. What does that mean? I mean, well, Howard used to trash Bruce Springsteen. Oh, is that true? Oh, yeah. For oh, I didn't know that. many years. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So how did Howard respond to that? I uh, kind of, uh, kind of, uh, it, they kind of moved off it very quickly. Hmm. 
But I how thought it was that? interesting. How did he kill? So I again, I didn't listen to Stern yeah. back in the day. So how did he used to kill him? Just didn't like his music. Well, yeah, he hated anything that was popular. Okay, you know. So yeah, I remember he used to make People fun hear of Bruce everything and make fun of the way he sang and make fun of all this stuff. And Bruce seemed to know that as well, but seemed to think like, ah, eh, that was back then. And you know, they he, talked briefly about changing as an artist and how Howard has done that, how Bruce has done that, and. When people get mad at you, when your audience gets mad at you for that, oh man, you you know, you changed. Like, well, yeah, well, you didn't change, and maybe there's something wrong with that too. You know, so I kind of see both sides. Do you think if you ever got to a point, if you had a if you had a ballpark, and Bruce's worth got to be close to a billion dollars, right? Yeah, I would okay. say so. Yeah. If you ever got to a point where you were worth that kind of money and had that kind of success. And knew whether it was speaking engagements, whether it was doing live podcasts, whether it was, oh, you found your way in music all of a sudden at 53, whatever the case may be. And you found that your success either annoyed people, ticked people off, whatever the case may be. But because you were so successful, you became a target. Do you think you'd be the type that would, as Rob Sala would say, take receipt? Like, would you care? I don't think I would care. You'd probably just block it out, right? Yeah, I would probably. I would hope that I could just move on from it. Because that's interesting to me that she would not go because of something that might have been said, or even if it was constant, that might have been thirty years ago, twenty years right. ago. And it's like, eh, does it really matter at the end of the day? Yeah, unless he said something really particularly nasty that she remembers. Well, and that could maybe he went after their sex life, or who knows? That's possible. Or maybe her personally, what she looked sure. like, or what whatever it was. That and that's different. But I was thinking more if it was just about Bruce and his music and, you know, whatever. But it's interesting. But he has really, I mean, listen, Howard Stern has really changed. The only thing that's weird about these interviews that Howard does is he really takes the approach of, like, therapist. Mm. Which sounds so weird. I was like, oh, Bruce, now, you never got the love from your father. And how did that, now, and does that mean did, that you felt that you couldn't give love to a woman. Oh, God. It's like it's a lot of that. And sometimes when he tries to force it in there where the person's like, no, I didn't ever felt that way. Right. No, but you got, listen, you got to be honest. When you when you have a father who's telling you you're never going to amount to anything, in some way that's got to hurt you as in a relationship as an adult. And sometimes people go hook, line, and sinker for it, and sometimes they don't. But it's funny when he just keeps like pushing that aspect of it. I like when you get the, no, not really. No. <laughs> what do you got next? <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Yeah. Well, he goes, right? He sees a therapist every week. Uh, both of them do, yeah. Oh, Bruce do Bruce too. Yeah, huh? so they did talk about that, which I did find interesting. Okay. It was uh, really interesting about when he started going to a therapist, and Howard always talked about going to a therapist, yeah. Why? I can see in Howard's situation, he's had a lot gone on. Yeah. Why in Bruce, if they talked about it, what was it in his life that made him start seeking help? Uh, he had said, you know, he was writing all these songs about, he was writing all these songs about being, he had different characters in his songs, men, and they were guys he wanted to be, and he wasn't getting there, and he was already like 32, 33, and he had success already, and so what was keeping him from, becoming a relationship type guy and that sort oh. of thing okay that's interesting so, yeah. so he's been seeing a therapist for 30 years uh this was yeah this wow. he said he went when he was 32 and i by the way i am not in any way shape or form making fun of it but there are like i sit there and say 
I I should be going to someone. Yeah. You almost wonder it's just like good to talk, I guess, right? It seems yeah, like I it's the so. thing to do. Yeah, and Bruce said, you know, he 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 wasn't really close with a lot of people to be having conversations with, so. Right. I guess it's your wife or nobody. Right. And at 32 he wasn't married, right? He was not married. So, I that makes sense. Yeah, and then he actually got married for a few years in that time frame. And then still went to therapy. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, it was interesting. So it's pretty good. I'm uh, two hours into a two-and-a-half-hour thing. And so you even... re-signed up at Sirius for this. Yeah, I already had – I had um, I had downgraded my Sirius down to just streaming music only. Right. Just streaming and just music. I upgraded it to just streaming the music and – the other stuff, so it's everything. Got it. But just streaming because I want I you know with using that serious app, you can download the interviews, so they're not using any data. Not that oh, I that's cool. That I didn't know that anymore. Yeah, you can you can do that. So yes. I even downloaded two because I know Baba Booey is a big a Bruce Springsteen fan, right? And Baba Booey does the wrap up show afterwards. Okay. So I even downloaded the Baba Booey episode after, it, so I could get even more people talking about Bruce Springsteen. Well, you are a Bruce fan. I can't get enough, Jerry. Look at you. Why don't you try and get him on? Uh, Although that would be one where it would annoy you if they're doing the interview and you're not. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah, there were even some things Howard Stern was asking that was annoying me because they're, they're pretty basic things known about Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Like, well, give me one I example. I can't even remember, but there were things that, like, Howard got really into Bruce Springsteen after reading his book, and there were things that were covered very heavily in the book got it okay. so I was like, oh if he read the book he would know these answers right 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 okay. but that happens got it uh what else do i have here jerry oh in point pleasant new jersey which is uh, where you used to live i think uh, well i used the town over i was in brick you were in brick okay but in point pleasant new jersey i see the, you know we've got a lot of ducks and swans and things sure. in uh little lakes and ponds and things all over new jersey down in uh point pleasant at a at a at a large lake where uh, there's a lot of birds and all this stuff, they've got an outbreak of the bird flu. Oh come on! Yeah, and and they don't all of a sudden one day like 13 geese died. Oh! And at first they thought there was like some foul play, like somebody was killing the geese or the swans. Yeah, they're the swans, the geese, and the ducks. But yeah, they're telling people to stay away from the lake. Oh In not is next. Well, this they, is unbelievable. Well, they said passing from. Human from bird to human is does not happen a lot, but it is possible. How is it possible? I don't know. So out of an abundance of caution, they want people to stay away from the lake. But I got birds by me like that, and yeah. me and the dog are always walking there. And now my dog's very sick. I wonder Boy. if she has bird flu. I hope not. And I'll tell you, since you're close to Point Pleasant, don't be sucking face with any birds. Yeah, I guess you can't make out with birds anymore. No. Oh, my God. Well, I would think the birds, they fly from, uh, they probably fly from Point Pleasant to Bradley Beach. Why wouldn't they? And Atlantic City all the way up to Jersey City. Right. So if they're spreading their bird flu all over the place, you got to be careful. I can't believe it's got diarrhea again. Yeah, so last night, yesterday I went home and there was diarrhea on the rug again. Oh. Uh, Is this the one you just cleaned? Yeah. Okay, awesome. I just cleaned it again. Right. Uh, and then this morning, you know, when they're sick, you're supposed to, like, she's been sick for a week and then for like two of the days she got back to normal. So I thought she had got out of whatever funk she was in and then right back into it. I did call the vet yesterday. She was, she's in today. So I'm I'm looking for a call back from her today. All right. Although I don't know what you do. Like the dog has diarrhea and is vomiting. Like 
Uh, they give him Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, like, what do you, it's one thing, like, if your dog breaks its leg, you take it to the vet. But what are you taking a dog to a vet who, who's well, maybe just not feeling good? to make sure, I don't know. I was going to say to make sure it's not something that can be treated with an antibiotic. Maybe they'll have some sort of bacterial yeah. situation going on. I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I do think I'll have to end up bringing, like, a poop sample to the vet. Oh. Yeah. That's terrible. Which is really weird of bringing that up to the counter at the vet. So, I mean, they, they handle it all day long, but that's weird. I know it is. I Trust me, I do it with the cats all the time. I got to take them in December for their uh, annual checkup. You bring cat poop in? Yeah, put it in a brown bag. Now, it's easy because they go in the litter box. Yeah. So, it's a piece of cake to get it. But you're walking in with a brown bag that's not a sandwich. It's poop. Yeah. Hey, here you go. Here's my cat's poop. I do a thing where I bring in my dog's poop. But first of all, people always, they always say you only need a small piece. Yeah. People bring in probably the whole dump. Yeah, I, I put it in whatever like the green bag I would normally pick it up with. Yeah, yeah. And then I put it like I tie up that green bag and then I put it into a Ziploc bag. No, you don't cut it up or anything. Cut up the poop? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but it's kidding. weird to bring that. You're right. You bring that in the vet and hand it to somebody. Yeah, Here's but, my they, but they're poop. used to it. That's what they're there for. Here's my dog's poop. Check it out if she has worms. I wonder, well, yeah, I guess that's what they're looking for. Yeah, I was going to say why the blood work's not enough, but in that case, that is probably what they're looking for, and they need to see it. It's funny you mentioned, well, not funny, but the fact that you mentioned this, because when I went to the doctor Friday, they've got the pamphlets all over the place for Cologuard. Yes. I got to tell you, I'm not doing it, but it is tempting when you look at the pamphlet. Yeah. It's like... What am I going through the whole rigmarole of the drink and the pills or whatever and got to spend the whole day in the bathroom? And it's like, if you think about it, for real, if you think about it, you're doing numerous disgusting acts to get through the night, albeit into a toilet bowl. I get it. But sometimes that toilet bowl is pretty nasty because of the extent of what's happening all night long, Mm -hmm. as opposed to one disgusting event and get it out of there. Right. No, I understand, and and they say this is the thing I don't like about it. So I am considered high risk uh, colon cancer. Yes, because my sister had it, uh, my grandfather had it. Like it's in my family, right? And I'm now fifty three, but it says the Cologuard says not for high risk patients. It detects ninety three percent of cancers. That's pretty good. That's great. I, I feel think... like I can roll the dice on that, even yeah. being high risk. I wonder why they would say that. I think because, I don't know, it's a good question. Because really what it's doing is it detects blood, correct? I think so. Yeah, I believe that's what it does. Yeah, again, we're kind of speaking a little out of school because I'm not sure. I don't want to give bad medical advice. I don't know. But I I would think if it's picking up 93%, I mean, is the colonoscopy 100%? Is anything 100%? No, but what the colonoscopy does is... When they see polyps, they they take a sample of it That's and then true. test that. I remember Tony Page one time had a colonoscopy, came back, and he had precancerous polyps. And he came back and said, man, when you turn 50, you better go get your colonoscopy. You don't fool around with this stuff. Hmm. I said, yeah, I got you. And at that point, I already had one. So, Yeah, yeah I, I know I'll do one. again. I got to. I got to go. But I feel like just pooping in that box and putting it in the mail. <laughs> 
you're not going to poop in the box. But you need to put the poop in the box. <laughs> right, and not the whole poop. Again, it's just a small portion. Yeah, you of just poop. get the knife and the fork, and you Ugh. just. I know, dude. I know. So disgusting. Yes, I'm. You know what's so 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 funny about it though? It is. There's no question. Matter of fact, it makes my my stomach turn. Sure. Yet when you have a child, you spend at least eighteen months changing their disgusting diapers. Yeah. And for whatever reason, meh. Doesn't fa- it really does not phase you. I guess because they're helpless and yeah. they're yours. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I have a similar thing with the dog even. Like I have no problem picking up the dog poop. But yet yours, the idea to get a small oh little God. sample makes you want to throw up. That sounds the worst. And like picking up dog stuff on my carpet makes me want to vomit. Because oh. you're indoors and the smell is right there and it's yeah. so disgusting. And it's sitting there for hours. Oh, my. Yeah, like God knows when she did that yesterday. Oh. So then this morning, so, yeah, this is what I was saying. So I did that with the dog. So I give the dog, uh, when she's feeling sick, they say give the dog uh, rice and uh, chicken. Okay. Which I do, and she loves rice and chicken. I gave her rice and chicken before I left. As I'm walking out the door, she goes, <laughs> all the rice and chicken came up. Oh, no. It was barely in her stomach because... I had just given it to her, oh, and I the, grabbed my backpack. You know, I the, I grabbed my keys, grabbed my coffee, and then whoop, dude. There's something going on in there. Yeah, there's something going on with this dog. Yeah, well, the poor thing. She probably got a bug in her. I don't yeah. mean like a bug. I mean like a little flu bug or something. Yeah, flu bug. Bird flu. My dog's might got a bird flu. Now she right. doesn't eat goose poop, which some animals do. Ugh. All right. Which is disgusting. Well, these animals, man. I'm I'm happy I get my two cats never leave the house. I did see the fox again this morning too, which was weird. What did the fox say, Al? <laughs> Stupid. The foxes are back, huh? Yeah. And it just stares at you. Yeah, that's creepy. I'm sorry. It, right, it's like three o'clock in the morning and there's a fox looking at you. I love that you don't even care. Well uh, prior, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, when when the foxes first started showing up when I when I moved there. Uh, people were writing, oh, don't be afraid of the foxes. They're harmless. They are afraid of you, all these things, right? So when I would see the fox, I would not care. But the fox is interesting. Like, if it sees you, uh, it will, like, if, if if you're on a street and you make, and that you're on the street the fox is on, and you make a right, and you're walking and you make a right onto the other street, if you look back, the fox is now at the corner of the street looking at you again. Really? Yeah. Like, it's checking you out. I don't know if it's checking out my dog or what. But that's what it did this morning. But since then, I've seen videos online of, like, a rabid fox attacking a woman for no reason. Oh, great. So, so what like, do you huh, do? I like, don't know. What do you do if a fox attacks you? This woman, all she could do, Jerry, was kick the fox. She kicked it and kicked it. It ran away. Then came back at her again. She kicked it and kicked it. And then I think a neighbor had to come over and help her oh on the God. one video I saw. Dude, this sounds terrible. Right. So that's why I was like, is this the harmless fox that I shouldn't be worried about? Or is this the fox that's going to attack me if I if I turn my back on it as I head to the street? You uh, have that stun gun with you? No. So you just walk with the dog with nothing? I have pepper spray. Is that going to work, or is the pepper is the, is the fox going to laugh it off? Uh, that's a good question because I, I one time on one of these programs I was talking about carrying my pepper spray about like I was worried about like let's say I get attacked by a dog, yeah, and a police officer called me off the air and said, 
Sometimes when you spray a dog in the face with pepper spray, it gets more enraged. Right. And like, <laughs> it's, it's defending itself. It doesn't get bothered by it. It will go after you more. So I was oh like, oh, God. great. Yeah, I would get that stun gun out again. Yeah. Although I know it's illegal. That's the problem. <laughs> Me stun gunning a fox. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I would hope my dog would be able to beat it up. Not the way it's feeling. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's true. My sick dog. Right. Boy, and you're going out there at 2 o'clock every night. Yeah. Oh. It's wild out there, Jerry. My God. I, I, oh, that's terrible. What do you think of this? One of the homes, you know, I love passing by a, a home in my neighborhood when it's dark out and they have the lights on and, a, and like a window open. I like to see what's going on in people's houses. And you see people having sex. I've never seen anyone having sex. <laughs> but I did walk by someone's house yesterday, full uh, Christmas display. Oh, already, huh? The tree is up. The stockings are hung. It's a bit early. It is early, right? It's early. Yeah. I mean, we do, we always do the Friday after Thanksgiving. So the very next day. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And then you get a full month of the Christmas feel in the house. Um, I've never gone early. I've never done that earlier than Thanksgiving. But I will tell you, there's a house around the corner from us. They put their lights. I don't know about the inside, but they did put their Christmas lights on outside already. Hmm. Which I thought, again, early. Like, I, early. At least get past Halloween, for Christ's sake. Yes. But, I mean, I, you know what? Christmas has gotten so expensive, and time flies by so quickly. There's part of me that says, you know what? Enjoy the hell out of the two months. Right, especially but, if you're one of those, there are certain people that are really into Christmas. Yeah, I love it. The way they are into Mickey and, and Disney yeah. World and stuff like that. So I, I'm not criticizing, I just... I personally don't like the the speed up mentality of the season. Yes, I agree. It feels too early right now. But if you're into it, I always fascinates me how, especially with the way it's been warmer later, and even this week we're talking. I think today's gonna be seventy. Yeah, definitely it, it, mid to high sixties for sure. And I think different from when we were kids. But the fact that like you get through Labor Day, like I closed my pool Labor Day weekend. Think about that. And the weather has, for the most part, aside from some little rain events, as you would call them, for a few days, the weather's been relatively warm. Not 80s, but it hasn't really been cold yet. And it's like you feel like you go from summer and it's, you know, like a like a, like a a warm fall. And then all of a sudden, boom, Thanksgiving's here. Yes. Like, it's just, I don't know. I wake up to like Thanksgiving in three weeks. What? Yeah. Three it's weeks. It's crazy. And then a new year start. Because once you get to that. You know, New Year's is here, and it's like, my God, where does the time go? Right. It is. It's nuts. But where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation's turned its lonely eyes to you. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Uh, one more thing about this uh, this new Twitter that's coming, Jerry, this yeah. Elon Musk Twitter. I uh, have an article here because uh, Elon Musk was tweeting about the, the pricing and things. Yeah, so it's still 20 bucks. Is that still what we're doing? No, so it's going to be $8 a month. This is, what, spending it. this is what he tweeted. And here's what you get for your $8 a month, Jerry. Uh, $8 will get you verified on Twitter. Uh, but do, 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 you will also get priority in replies. So, like, if you reply to somebody, they'll see, you, they'll see the verified replies Got first. It. yep. Uh, so you get priority in replies, mentions, and search. So if somebody's searching for something on Twitter and you've written about it, uh, you will be listed first before the unverified people. All right. He says, which is essential to beating uh, spam. Right. Uh, you'll get an ability to post longer video and audio. That's interesting. Okay. Half as many ads. 
Okay. And they're trying to work with publishers that have paywalls to allow uh, verified Twitter people to be able to read articles without going through the paywall. So like The Athletic. Yeah, something like that. Like, That's we not even have bad. like NJ.com? You can't. I know. Yeah. I, the one thing I would like to see or know is that what you post is being seen. Yes. No mention of that, huh? No, but it sounds like they're giving priority to the blue check mark yeah. people. And yes. anyone could get the blue check mark. Interesting. Yeah. I think I will watch to see how it goes before I do anything like that. Yeah. I would have to think about it, to be yeah. quite honest. Because the one thing with, you know, like the calendar sales and the hoodies and all that stuff, like when you post it, you really do wonder, like, who's seeing it? Yeah. Because there are some days when I post something and I don't do you. Clearly, I don't do it every day. I don't post the stuff every day. But I, maybe twice a week I do it. There are sometimes I post it and I get the traffic on the website or the emails is almost instantaneous and it's ridiculous. And there are other times where I'll post something at this pretty much the same time of day yeah. on a similar weekday, and it's crickets, as if you sit there and say, like, did anyone see this? Not that not that you're expecting someone to just go buy it, but just to click the link to see, and you see there is no click-throughs at all. And other times, the click-through rate is ridiculous. Well, do you ever go look at your Twitter analytics per tweet? I don't. So uh, on each of your tweets... There's those, like, uh, looks like a bar graph in the bottom right-hand corner, right where there would be, like, the retweet button, the like button. There's, if, on your own tweets, Okay, you could click a button, it'll show you how many people saw it. Oh, well, I didn't know that. And it's interesting because, like, I have, I think right now, 80,000 Twitter followers, which are probably half robots. Right. There are some, da- there are some days when I put things out, it's got 8,000 people saw it. 8,000 really? out of 80,000, suppose. How about that? Other times, 40,000 see it. Wow. But I would say for the most part, most of the time, I'm only getting 18,000 out of 80,000. Huh. Yeah. It, it's a very interesting concept. Yes. Right, mate, you know, I'll look into it. I don't know that I'm going to pay the 8 bucks, but you know what? I don't know that I won't. Right. We also don't know yet how this would be benefit us in our jobs, right? Correct. Or be a disadvantage if we're not. Right. What we don't see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. More to be flushed out, but yeah, eight bucks a month, not 20. Yep. All right. Well, that's much better. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up show. All right. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you live and in person tomorrow at the, yes, on sir. a Thursday, Jerry. Yes, sir. Oh, we've got NFL football. Oh, Eagles. Oh, Philadelphia Phillies. Oh. Big day. Big day. Big day in Philadelphia tomorrow, Jerry. You take it easy over there. Right on. And don't do diarrhea on your rugs. <laughs> so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. We say we do this. It is Wednesday morning, Wednesday, 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 November 2nd. Nice to have you with us, the Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? You're looking fine and handsome. I am from the home studio one more day, and at 345 Hudson Street, his name is Al Steve Dukes. What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. So you're uh, broadcasting from the home studio one more day, making sure you don't spread your germs all over here? Yeah, something like that, and I kind of regretting the decision i woke up i had a coughing fit and i'm like all right not doing this again and then i kind of felt better and then i had a coughing fit again so i don't know i'm here it is what it is tomorrow i'll be back yeah you'll be ready to go tomorrow a thursday and a friday then uh, you're back home again for some more rest jerry yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that something like that <laughs> yes. now listen we could start with the nets but that seems like bad news and kind of Stinky. I want to start with something fun, Jerry. Yeah, start. I know. I know where you're going. The Philadelphia I Phillies. Knew I knew it. What a. I mean, I don't know how many people are watching this. I'm not sitting down and watching the actual games, but I am really following along on the detailed um, highlight packages, and it just is fun. It is fun. Yeah, baseball is fun when the fans are into it and the team's actually performing. Yeah. Right. When the stadium is packed and the team's doing well, it is, and the games really matter, like a World Series, Yeah, it is fun. Well, and you've also got a fan base that's crazed. I mean, that's part of it, too. Houston's good. You know, they, they roll those orange towels out. That's kind of neat. There's something about, though, an outdoor stadium like that, all in red, that is just ready to pop. And then when you get the home run in the first inning from Bryce Harper, it's like, wow. Like, this place is just rolling. And it's fun. I agree. And they have the bats mic- mic'd up perfectly. It's so great. Every hit is like... Whoosh. Yep. And it's not just ESPN. Like, that's Fox that's doing that Yes. Now. I love it. I want it for all regular season games. It's I'm surprised big- they don't. Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah, it makes it sound more exciting. Yeah, it does. The it, the audio is... It adds to the broadcast for sure. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't do that. So the Phillies hit five home runs last night. All off Lance McCullers. Why did they leave that poor fella out there? Well, for seven runs. Well, because I think you are trying to not burn out your bullpen. It's only game three, number one. Number two, 
when you look at where the home runs were hit, I mean, it's not like the game was out of control. You're probably thinking at some point we're going to get to Ranger Suarez or this Phillies bullpen, which they didn't. And so he gives up the back-to-back home runs in the fifth inning. It's like, all right, it's enough. At this point, it's enough. Because it wasn't like it was 8 nothing, 9 nothing. You know, until that fifth inning when he gives up the back-to-back jacks. I mean, it was a four, was it four nothing? I think whatever the hell it was. It wasn't like it was nuts, but uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes you need a little length from your starter. He didn't quite get it, and there was that whole conversation. And it was funny, you know, watching some of the guys get asked about it about uh, is McCullers tipping pitches? What is Bryce Harper telling you? None of your business. And then Schwarber goes on with Van Pelt on ESPN, and he's basically like. Listen, we like to pass around information. <laughs> okay, so now we know what we're what we're doing. Got it. Yeah. So that was uh, before. Who was it, Bob? Uh, was it Alec Bohm? Yeah, Alec Bohm. Yeah. Before he went up to face McCullers, um, but Bryce Harper whispered something in his ear. Then he goes up there and whoosh, yeah. And then they run. ask him, "What would he tell you?" Yeah, like he's going to tell you what he just said. Right. Yeah, we'll keep that private. Yeah, then I saw somebody else on Twitter. I forget who it was, but it was like a baseball coach type of guy. Yeah. A well-known baseball t- coach type of guy. And it says everybody tips their pitches in one way or another. Like well, everyone I, has I, some sort of tell. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, if you really study a guy, I don't know about every pitcher does it, but I think a lot of guys do it with different deliveries, different release points. Maybe they – who was it on the Mets? Was it Carrasco? One of the guys this year, it was so obvious when he was throwing the curveball. Yeah, I think Carrasco. Was it him? And he had a brutal day, and then they kind of brought it up to him. Like, you realize you're doing this? No. Okay. Well, you might want to look into it because you're not helping yourself. Right. So, hey, good for the Phillies. They got one up on the ass. And you know what I think about when I watch this and you see the the uh, the, the highlights and, and all that? I think of Dusty Baker. So I'm not saying that the Phillies are winning the World Series. It's two games to one. The Astros are a really good team. Very well could win the next three games and could win it in six. Who the hell knows? But if he doesn't win with this team, I mean, my goodness, is he ever going to win? No, he's not. I mean, come on. He's got such a good team here. And now you're thinking, also, I know he's not pitching tonight, but at some point Verlander's going to have to pitch again in this series. Do you have any confidence in him? I actually feel like at some point, and maybe this is the point, he has to get, like, just statistically speaking, he's 0-6 in the World Series. He has to have a dominant performance at some point. Didn't you just tell me in the podcast yesterday you've had enough of statistics? (laughs) Well, when they're rattled off so many of them in a row, Jerry. <laughs> That's a fair I, point. I, I am do a agree sick with, of statistics. I do agree with you. Law of averages. He's too good to just continually bomb out in the World Series. Yeah, because we're, we're way past his, the law of averages at 0-6. Right? Yeah. Like, we're long past it. You would certainly think so. So, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. I do agree. Watching this has been a lot more fun than just a regular game. And they're good for the Phillies. They got that city alive and well. I'll tell you this. I, You know, we asked the question yesterday. Looking at that stadium, the fact that at the very worst they'll be tied 2-2, I'm telling you the, Philly, the Phillies are going to outdraw the Eagles Thursday night in Philadelphia on TV. I, it, it could be because here's the other thing. The Texans, to uh, Philly, uh, Eagles playing the Texans, you know that's not – I mean, it's fun to watch your team roll up somebody. Right. But, you know. It's a World Series game. It's a World Series game. Right. And they seem to, what they say, I forget who it was. It might have been Schwarber. I'm not sure. One of the guys in the Phillies said, this is basically a football stadium atmosphere for baseball in October. So that tells me that you've got a city that is locked in on the Phillies. Not to mention, and I'm sure you had it written down at some point to get to, 
Not to mention, you've got restaurants that are saying, oh, this is for the Astros? Yeah, we're not cooking for you. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, there were two places, Angelo's Pizzeria. Hey, I'm Angelo's Pizzeria in South Philly and Mike's Barbecue. Yeah. Refused to provide catering for the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> we're not cooking for you. Now, first I thought that was stupid. Like, why wouldn't a business want business? Right. You know, businesses want business. And that's a gigantic order. That's a gigantic order. But now, this is funny because now people will in Philadelphia will go to these places more because now they're the place that wouldn't serve the Astros. You could call it advertising. I would say it's probably fair to say they won't cater for the Cowboys either. They should try that. The Cowboys should try that. We'd like a big order from Mike's Barbecue. <laughs> How did the Astros decide randomly they were going to – first of all, I thought these guys ate healthy. They're eating – I've Angelo's Pizza and Mike's Barbecue before a game? I would no, have loaded them right up. It's usually for after the game. Oh, for after so, the game. I mean, just from my experience with, with Rutgers, obviously, over the last seven years, is they eat incredibly healthy um, four hours before tip-off, or in this case, probably the first pitch, so their bodies are right and they feel good. Breakfast is what it is. It's the post-game meals that are usually a free-for-all for these world-class athletes. Yeah. I'm talking guys will eat entire pizzas on the plane or in their hotel room. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that they go to a pizza place or a barbecue shop. They probably get salads, subs, pies, barbecue, whatever the hell these guys want. I wonder how they knew it was for the Astros. Could you deliver this to the Astros, please? Let's start here. The first uh, hint probably is, how y'all doing? Y'all think we can get an order for 55 men? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> right, exactly. They probably oh, didn't sound like they were from Philadelphia. So you're saying the Texas accents Maybe. gave them away. Oh, I think, it, it, for one, it's possible. Number two, an order like that has to be a big group. Then you find out, all right, where is this going to? Who am I billing it to? At that point, you know. Bill it to Dusty Baker's MasterCard. Right, <laughs> Uh, room 454 in the Omni. Good, mor- good morning, everybody. Yeah, so that's part of it, I would think. And could you put Justin Verlander on those ribs? He gets a special ribs. <laughs> oh, these are for Justin Van- Verlander. Is that right? Do you think, now hmm. back in the day, you had the story of, was it Michael Jordan that they thought was, po- not poison. Yeah, but, Michael uh, Jordan. Food, yeah, food, food, poisoning. food poisoning. Do you think they missed out on an opportunity here? Well, I think that's a <laughs> Did they miss out an opportunity? Yes, but is that uh, probably not the right thing to do? Also, yes. Jerry. They could have pulled a uh, Boomer Esiason and put some x slacks in the pizza sauce. It doesn't seem like they need it. The Phillies just rolled the Astros 7 nothing last well, night. That is very true, too. They out five home runs. Five. Yeah. That's your type of game right there. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. I was so excited. Five home runs. That's pretty good. That is my kind of game. Pretty good. Mic'd up. The problem is the Phillies are two games away from winning the World Series. The Phillies. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I know you are. I like people tweeting us yesterday how upset they were still with your fraudulent five putting the Eagles on it. Yeah. Well, be upset because now I'm a full-on Philadelphia fan. Yeah. All right. Fly Eagles fly, Fal. I'm liking the Eagles. I did go on the Eagles uh, NFL shop yesterday. Oh, my God. I was like, what could I get that would... I thought you were going to Harold Carmichael throwback jersey. They're so expensive, Jerry. I was like, what can I get that's not What are expensive? you doing with your money like other than spending cap. a lot on, on dinners on Saturday nights? Uh, just dinners, I guess, Jerry. Right. So there you go. Go buy yourself your jersey, you, you fraud fan. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a nice knit hat, like, you know, like a knit winter hat like I like. 
that was the uh, old green for the Philly uh, yeah. Philly Eagles. Those look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, once I get off this bandwagon, what am I going to do with this hat? Nothing. Nothing. Well, you, know, you got the although you do like the Cardinals hat, even though they stink. Yeah, the colors are better. But I haven't worn them in a while because you know I'm eventually going to jump off, jump off the uh, Eagles bandwagon. Yes, as soon as they lose. Well, as soon as they lose, I don't know. At seven and zero, you got a, you got a couple losses in you before I jump off your bandwagon. And they might not even lose a couple of times before the playoffs. Oh, if you'd God. look, I mean, it's realistic to think that this could be a 16-1 and football team. And I don't even think that that's – I'm not even going out on a limb by saying that. Like, the, A, they're really good. B, their schedule is not crazy for the last, whatever, their last 10 games. If I had to put money on, I wouldn't say 17-0 and like some people are already doing. But if you told me they went 16-1, and I would probably agree with that. But the NFL is so weird. Like, there's a chance the Texans beat them Thursday night. It, it, oh, there's always the a NFL chance. Is weird. But, yes, I agree with you. The difference for me is, and I can't believe I'm saying this with the way his press conferences were, they seem to be very well coached. They seem to be prepared. Every, I mean, if you think about the way they've played this year, I'd have to go look at each game. But most of their games out, they are up by double digits in the first half, which, which tells me they are prepared better than the other team every week. So you're right. Everything is goofy. Travel can weigh on your body, perhaps you're not into it, you overlook a team, 100%. I don't know that that's going to be the sense, I get that sense with this team. I could could be wrong, and maybe they'll lose three or four games. And by the way, they'd still be 14-3 and three or 13-4. and four. I just get the sense this team is locked in, and they might be a 16-1 and one team. What about this with the sports gods, Jerry? So Jerry. let's say the Phillies win again tonight. Then the Texans have to do payback for Houston to the city of Philadelphia. They beat the Eagles. And what do the Phillies do at the same time? Beat the Astros. So you're saying the Phillies are going to win this thing in five games? Yeah, that's right. So why don't you do a parlay? Phillies win game four and five, and the Texans beat the Eagles. I'm done betting, Jerry. It's uh, taking my joy out of the game. Oh, all right. Never mind. Just like fantasy football did. Like, I was into fantasy football in the beginning. Then I was like, I'm just getting annoyed every week. I just want to enjoy the games. Very difficult fantasy football. So sports betting, very difficult. Oh, 100%. It all is, because none of us have an idea of what the hell's going on. The guys in the field don't know. Because things that seem obvious are never obvious. (gasps) And then I don't want to go against the obvious, because then you feel like, would I really put money on the Texans to beat the Eagles? No, that sounds ridiculous. Right, or the Seahawks and the things they've done this year. Right. I agree. You're not wrong. Or how about the fact that I wouldn't say it's crazy to think the Vikings have had a good season, but to think before the season began that the Packers would be as bad as they are. And the Bucks. And the Bucks, right. So they got, you got the Packers and the Bucks each with three wins as we are hitting week, what is this, week nine it's going to be? This it doesn't make be... sense, Michael. Week nine in the NFL. Yeah, and they're three and five. And if you go back to where all the experts do their predictions, well, Aaron Rodgers is one of, if not the best quarterback ever. He's going to win another 13 games. Guess what? He's got no one around him. He sucks. Tom Brady, oh, he's the best of all time. Yes, he is. Guess what? Three out of his five uh, offensive linemen are out. His receivers are hurt. His running backs stink, and he stinks now. Amazing how that works out, but who knew? And his wife left. That's unfortunate, yes. I do feel bad for him about that. Me too. I mean, that is, I saw the article today about, you know, and I didn't get a chance to read it yet. I kind of pulled an owl. I only saw the first paragraph. That's all that matters. Where there was, no, no, no. I actually would like to read the details of it. 
where he was talking about the last-ditch effort, and he really tried. I mean, I you just feel terrible. Here's the only last-ditch effort you could have made. I quit. Right. I quit, and I'm not going back. That was it, and he didn't. So, anyway, look at that. We just did 15 minutes on Philadelphia sports. That's My right. goodness. All right, well... When we come back, whatever you want to do, yeah, we have to do the Nets at some point. I agree not yeah. starting with them because it's, dep- it's annoying, depressing, disgusting. All, of, all, I will tell you this real quick before we break. So yesterday, I did not, when the show was over and we did the podcast, I sat down for like five minutes and it like hit me and I didn't feel well again. So I laid down at about 11 o'clock. I got up. I had to do, I interviewed Steve Peichel for a little uh, pre-season uh, preview and then went back to sleep. I laid down at about 12.30, woke up at 2, 2.30, something like that, and Nash was fired. Guys were traded. I'm like, what the hell just happened in the last two hours? So we can get to all of that and a lot more, and then Boomer and Geo will break it down, as they say. Coming up at 6, right here on The Fan. You know, in radio, it's really interesting, you know, Usually once an hour, once a day. I don't know what the rules are. Welcome back to the warm-up show. But there's what they call public service announcements. It's really to allow the listening audience uh, to hear some things that might benefit them. Uh, So I would like to offer a public service announcement. Fair enough. For those that like to use social media and might search things. I'm going to give you two names not to search in your Twitter bar. Okay. Unless you're looking for pornography. Uh, Mark Davis is one. Oh, the Raider. Uh, yeah, fella. sure. He's also, as we have learned over the last uh, few months, he's also a uh, porn actor from the 90s. And I've also learned that Same searching... name. It's not the same Mark Davis. Correct. He did right. not do pornography in the <laughs> yes. 90s and now owns the Raiders. Yes. He just same name. Yes. Didn't think I needed to clarify that, but thank you for doing so. You got very, it. Very smart. Uh, the other name, which why would that be a problem? Uh, Reggie Miller. I would not suggest just uh, searching Reggie Miller on Twitter unless you are wanting or looking for something of that variety. <laughs> I just was Why would to... Reggie Miller? Because I see what you sent me here, Jerry. And it's, I don't uh, know, Al. I, I wish you hadn't know. sent this to me. <laughs> you can't unsee it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. I just was looking for... Um, first of all, I'm really surprised, as you would like to well, say. That's really surprising. So, uh, obviously, all the Barkley and Shaq stuff from the Nets is all over social media. TNT did a great job of releasing the video and the audio as they just buried the Nets, and rightly so. But I was watching the game last night when Reggie Miller went off on the – I shouldn't say went off, but he was very disappointed, as he said, in NBA players for not coming down on Kyrie and kind of just – turning a blind eye and and just being silent on the whole situation. And so I thought that would be something that they would have posted, and perhaps they did. I can't find it yet. So I searched Reggie Miller in Twitter, and, um, yeah. You uh, came came up up with um, a nude man. A wiener. Yeah. Not a wiener. A wiener. Numerous (laughs) posts. I guess the guy who uh, posted his wiener, his handle is Reggie Miller. Something like that, yes. (laughs) Not what I expected to see. <laughs> Let me get a quick search here for Reggie Miller. See if I get his quotes. Whoop, here's a wiener. Oh, instead. my God. It, it's too much. Elon Musk going to take care of that, Jerry. You, you'll be able to search uh, Reggie Miller and find actual Reggie Miller quotes and not wieners instead. I suppose, but that's Reggie Miller, I guess. Yes, you're right. So a lot went down, down yesterday. First, Steve Nash gets fired. Yes. Like, I turned on Carton and Robert just to see. I like to see what's going on, Jerry. 
I'm like, oh, I, I, as soon as I turned on, it was while I was cleaning up, by the way, dog diarrhea on my rug again. Oh, my God. Um, that sounds awful. Yeah, so I'm smelling dog diarrhea. I'm oh. cleaning up. I'm hearing Evan screaming about the Nets and how they're the laughing stock now and all this stuff. So I was like, they're okay, disaster. Well, well, what went down here? So they fire Steve Nash. They're going to bring in, supposedly, how do you say his name, Jerry? Give it a try. Ime? Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka from Boston, who was let go or is a in, suspended. in limbo for sexual harassment. Yeah, passing around. Um, I guess there were text messages that were not appropriate in the workplace. I think there's more to it than that. But that's essentially the company line. Okay, so they're going to bring him in. Yes, perhaps. Now, <laughs> this is great. I heard uh, who was it? Brad Heller did the update at five o'clock. Yeah, and he goes, "In Boston, is not asking for any compensation. No, <laughs> just take them. Take them. It, it is. It's so. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So listen, one thing on a on a basketball in a basketball sense only." And we'll get to the other stuff. He severely outcoached Steve Nash last year in the playoff series, and it wasn't even close. They had answers for everything the Nets did, and he, no question, coached up that Celtic team, got them to the NBA Finals. They were two wins away from winning the championship, and he was the hot name. I don't think there's a question about it. He came from the Nets. I think he was at the Knicks for a little while, too. He worked with Sean Marks back in the day. So they're very familiar with him. And I remember saying to you, if the Nets had email back then, not right now, if the Nets had email Odoka, I think the series is different. I think the season's different because I think he is a next level coach. Now, all the Nash stuff aside, and we'll get to the horrendous situation and what's gone on, he wasn't a good coach. There's no question about that. He was a lousy coach, quite frankly. But what happened yesterday was a joke. Um, you bring all this other crap into the mix now, and then you're going to go get Udoka now when he's serving us. What I don't understand is the NBA is going to just let him go take a job and start coaching? Right. I thought he was suspended. Well, the team suspended him. The league didn't. So the league hasn't really done a damn thing about Kyrie Irving. I guess they're going to let Udoka take this job, I suppose, and then they're going to let him be on the sidelines next week? I guess so. I find that hard to believe. Maybe the Nets will bring him in and suspend him. (laughs) Par for the course, I guess. You, sir, have been suspended. It is. I watched a lot of NBA coverage yesterday because I'm fascinated by how this all went down. And the one thing that I saw, and I couldn't agree more, and I've said this, and even one of the quotes from Nash was to Marks, they don't respond to me anymore. Yeah, well, they don't like you, apparently. Number one. Two, I know it was Barkley. One of the guys was like, I watched. No, it was Marks who said what we've seen over the first week is the team's not trying. Yeah. So now you come, Now let's come back to the conversation. You can't fire all the players, but you can get rid of the coach. Okay, so the coach is gone. Don't you have to get rid of Kyrie Irving, too? Yes. To get this just stink off this team? Yeah, like I was getting the stink off my carpet, Jerry. Yes, you have to get the stink off this team. you got to get rid of Ky- Ky- Kyrie. Yeah. It is. I, I've i never seen anything like this. I really, I thought when the season began, I really did think that Irving on a walk year, you know, opting in for one year, that's it. He had no guarantees beyond this. He was pretty much playing for what some people were saying 
if he would get the Supermax or whatever. You're talking about a five-year, $250 million deal that was kind of in front of him. And I'm not saying he still won't get that if he somehow figures things out and, and turns a new leaf, and I don't see it, but you never know. Like, I thought he was going to be on his best behavior and things were going to go swimmingly for them. They suck. They don't try. You know, it's like the other night. Remember I said to you yesterday on uh, Monday night, it was refreshing to see the first half. The Nets were actually playing defense. Yes, you said normally you don't have to tune into an NBA regular season game until the fourth quarter. Right. But in their case, they don't play defense and they give up 150 points a game. So now when I read all the, the signs and signals and I'm listening to everything, here's what I think. I think they knew that Nash was going to be let go the next day, which is why they played hard on Monday night. I see. I really do. Last night, I don't know, I didn't see the fourth quarter. I watched the first half. I thought they looked great. Kyrie didn't do much. But they're just, I, man, I have never seen anything like this. I, this is a complete disaster, top to bottom. So Sean Marks did speak yesterday, but it was mainly about the firing of uh, Steve Nash, yes? No, he talked about Kyrie Irving, too. Oh, he did, okay. Oh, yeah, he did. I know in the, while it was going on uh, live, uh, Carton and Roberts were, they they weren't playing it, but they were, Evan was saying what was going on, and it was right. at, at a, about the midway point, they were still just talking about Steve Nash. Well, that was the topic at the very moment since he was just let go, but they did get to Kyrie, and he... Flat out said we're not letting him speak right now. Oh, that's right. He said they're uh, they're they're checking with the anti defamation league as to what they should do next. Yeah, I mean, how about you have some balls and do what you think you should do? Right. I mean, the fact that he hasn't been suspended again. I said the other day, and I, I no one's backed him at least on this station more than me. Maybe Evan. I would have cut him. To be quite honest, I would have released him. Let alone, if you're not going to suspend him, you got to do something. And instead, he's out there, and he was terrible last night. He was awful. He was good the other night. Last night, he was terrible. You can make the case he's part of the reason, or a big part of the reason why they lost. Although, Duran, who scored 32, was a turnover machine last night. But I would have done something with him. And so now, the Nets haven't done anything. The league hasn't done anything. And here we go. We just kind of continue on. And Jacques Vaughn is now the, uh, the head coach of this mess, at least for the moment. Jacques Vaughn? We have a Frenchman? <laughs> Jacques Vaughn. Jacques, oh, Jacques Vaughn. Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn. Both yes. Charles Barkley and Shaq called uh, Kyrie an idiot. Yes. Yeah, Charles... I have some of that audio that I will be playing at 6.30. Okay, cool. I think uh, he called, I think Barkley called them losers and jackasses. Losers and jackasses. He said, yeah, can't believe we ain't talking about basketball. We're talking about this idiot. Now, the only or thing. Idiot kicker. I, and I, everything, bar most of what Barkley said was, I mean, I'm not going to argue with any of it. The only thing I would say is. When you say that the team, you know, Steve Nash wasn't a bad head coach for them three and four years ago. Well, he wasn't their coach three or four years oh, ago. That would be one. one of the reasons. <laughs> and number two, he hasn't been a good head coach. So that is, I love the guy, but he was not a good coach. That having been said, everything else that Barkley and Shaq said was was spot on. And I'm like, you can't argue with any of it. We'll play all of it coming up throughout the course of the morning. And then another thing that came up uh, yesterday afternoon when I was listening was, uh, you know, a lot of the callers, they want to know, you know, where there's there's certain NBA players that are for social justice, like sort of the social justice warriors, right? Yeah. So LeBron is one of those people who comments on a lot of things going on yep. in the world socially. And uh, people are like, well, where's LeBron on this? Where's LeBron? And Craig said, well, LeBron doesn't owe us a 
comment on this. I don't know about that. Well, this was Reggie Miller's point. Like, if you're going to be commenting on other things like that, you have to... I would think you have to comment on all of it. I, and Barkley was was basically making that point. Reggie Miller, that was his – and it was so interesting watching the beginning of the game because the game starts, and because the news of the day was Nash and what's gone on with Kyrie, the TNT crew wasn't even calling the game. Like, they were having the first, like, three, four minutes of the game was what was going on with the Nets – and then Reggie Miller going off for like 30, 40 seconds as play is going up and down um, on his disappointment in the league, in the players of the league, and what Kyrie has done. Um, and it was it was almost like watching a talk show while a game was going on. So I agree with you. The fact that no one, at least not, not that I've seen, no one's come out and said anything is disappointing. I, I'm, I'm with you. And I Does he owe it? No. But would it be refreshing to see? Of course. Of course it would be. Yeah, that yeah, that was the thing Reggie Miller was saying that the players have dropped the ball uh, when it's been one of their own. It's been crickets. If you're yeah. going to call out owners and rightfully so, then you've got to call out players as well. You can't go silent in terms of this for Kyrie Irving. Right. He basically said the players raised hell over the Donald Sterling comments and then Robert Sarva's behavior and now it's silent with this and he was very disappointed in the in the in the players in the league. That is very true. Yeah. So I thought Miller, he was good. I thought Barkley was great. Shaq was good. Um, and now we'll see. At some point, the NBA has to do or say something. And I know they released a statement over the weekend, but they didn't even mention Kyrie's name in it. It was just this. I almost felt like they went to documents.com. Fill in the, your subject here. Yes. And basically looked for, all right, what's a statement to condemn something? All right, we'll put that out there and just fill in the blanks. But they didn't even put a name in it. So the, put your name know. on it. Put your name on it. Exactly right. So I don't know what Adam Silver is doing. I really don't. But at some point, he's got to address this in a better way than just releasing some sterile statement, which is what is all they've done so far. So, all right, we'll take a break. It's five thirty-six. I'm with you. This sucks talking about this stuff, but it is what it is. Um, I will say the Nets have been the gift that keeps on giving. They give you topics out. They do. That is for sure. All right, quick break. When we come back, we got more to do's, and then we got uh, Al. <laughs> we got Al and Jerry at six. <laughs> we got Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, great to have you with us. It is Wednesday. We got lots to do today because we've got the NFL Week 9, we've got the World Series, yes, we've got the Nets and Kyrie Irving. So much, so much, so much. And we've covered a lot of it so far in the first hour. Oh, absolutely, Jerry. Let's do a little NFL talk here. Now, the trade deadline came and went in the NFL yesterday without the Giants or Jets really making a move. I mean, I know I saw something with the Jets, but it was... No, Ben Martin was traded. Never heard of you, Ben Martin. Sewell! But nothing big, Jerry. We were looking for a Agreed. big splash. We were looking for something huge. I'll tell you, some teams did, though. Uh, yeah, a couple teams made some big moves. What, you... what, what do you think is the biggest one? Um, I don't know which the biggest one, but I thought the one that surprised me the most, which could turn out to be the biggest one, was the Lions trading Hawkinson 
in the division to the Vikings. Oh, the tight end, yeah. Yes, he's a hell of a player. I Is thought that, right? that was unbelievable. Yeah, I was stunned when I saw that. Yeah, normally you don't see the uh, you don't see a trade to a rival. No, I mean I know. Listen, the Lions aren't winning anything anytime soon. Maybe they just hate the Packers, and this helps Minnesota win that division even more. But I thought for for the Vikings, and I don't even care what they give up—a couple of picks, whatever. I thought that was a great move by Minnesota. Yeah, you had that. You had uh, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. I don't know if that's a big deal, Jerry. Yeah, sure. Uh, Chase Claypool, wide receiver, goes from the Steelers to the Bears. Right. That's kind of weird. I thought you know, I guess the Bears are considering themselves players. I guess so, even though they've gotten rid of Roquan Smith and uh, Robert Quinn. But offensively, they do look better. Um, I saw them Sunday with the Cowboys. They definitely look like a better football team, but I don't know that they're going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I I always liked uh, Chase Claypool. Okay. Not a major guy. You got his jersey now? I don't have his jersey, but I liked him. as It was weird to me that the Steelers would get rid of a wide receiver. I thought it was odd, too, and I know the Steelers are not a good team, but you've got a young quarterback. I would think someone like that helps him along. And I saw the Colts fired their offensive coordinator. Yes. Oh, boy. Because that's that's what's wrong with them. <laughs> I mean, I, I know we fire coaches left and right, and as Barkley said, scapegoats. And that's true. In a lot of cases, it's true because these guys put a lot of work in. Matt Ryan couldn't hold on to the football. How is that the offensive coordinator's fault? It doesn't seem like it should be his fault, Jerry. Right. And even, even Sunday, you got Ellinger in. I thought it was Ellinger, by the way. It turns out it's Ellinger. Oh, Ellinger. Yeah. Um, he's in. And while he wasn't great, I don't know what the expectations were, but he also makes a beautiful pass at the end that the receiver just flat out drops that might have let them win the game. I don't know. We fire these coordinators like it's going to really change that much. Do you think uh, Frank Reich is out of here? I think if the season goes horribly bad the rest of the way, I yeah. think there's a chance, yes. There was a lot of... There really was a lot of anticipation when they brought Matt Ryan and they thought he was the missing piece. We know Carson Wentz was last year. was terrible. Um, it hasn't worked out. I think Frank Reich is a good coach, but I, for whatever reason, it ain't working there. They don't have a quarterback. The quarterback is such – it's it's so funny because on one hand, I'll sit there and say you got to pay more guys. But, my God, you still need the guy that can throw the ball and hold on to the ball at the quarterback position. So it's a, it's a fine balance of being able to spend money in the right way to get the right players in to help the quarterback do what needs to be done to win. But if you've got a bad quarterback, you've got no chance. Right. So I don't know. And then Here's a, a fun piece of audio that uh, came out uh, yesterday. Our, our old friend Funhouse, Jerry, are you familiar with Funhouse? Who of course. He used to uh, record everything Mike Francesa did, and then he would play it back. Like if Mike uh, uh, said something one day and went the complete opposite another day, he would... He would edit the two things together. Yeah, that did happen a lot, yes. Had a good time for himself. Well, he seems to have focused his attention on Colin Cowherd now. Who does the same stuff. Well, I guess does sometimes the same stuff. So a lot, actually. So he put together, now he edited this together, Funhouse. Yeah. Uh, Colin Cowherd being very high on Chicago Bears running back Armstrong, <laughs> who does not exist. <laughs> Do you have it or no? I do have it. Eddie, can you pop me up over there? <laughs> so here's uh, Colin Cowherd referencing uh, how much he loves this uh, fellow Armstrong. Uh, and this is edited together for all the times he mentioned Armstrong. 34 seconds. Here we go. 
We'll give one of those things up. We'll still have a second, and we're going to give our quarterback, whether he's a one or not, Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool hmm. and Cole Komet and Armstrong. <laughs> Let's go see what he is with Cole Komet, Armstrong, <laughs> Herbert, hmm. Mooney. Claypool is a man. He is a big body. Mooney is more clever, right? You don't want him taking a beating. So now you have Armstrong, Herbert, backs, <laughs> nice backs. Mooney's a young guy. Claypool's a young guy. Komet's a young guy. Armstrong's a young guy. Love Armstrong. Who is he? I don't know. I don't know who he was referring to, Jerry. So, like, I'm looking. Armstrong. Is there anyone that sounds like Armstrong? So, there was an Anthony Armstrong. He was a wide receiver for the Dolphins and Jaguars in Mm -hmm. 08 for a few years. Uh, 08? Jerry, it's 2022. No, I know that. I'm I'm well aware there's Doran's Armstrong. He plays for the Cowboys. Um, Cornell Armstrong is a defensive back for somebody. But no, I, I don't know what... Like who he was really wanting to refer to. No, I don't know. And listen, we've all had times where... Not me. Yes, you have. Oh. We've all had times where, you know, for whatever reason, a name gets caught in your head or you just you confuse a name and a, and a person. It happens. What I don't understand is a show like that, I would think has a million producers and directors and writers and as a right I mean we see with CBS Sports Network how many people sure. are involved in the show no one thinks to tell him in his headset um do you mean blank because there's no Armstrong or even this so the, he's got to mean David Montgomery but that's not close the other thing here is this video got that uh funhouse put together 814,000 yeah. views yeah yeah and I'm on Colin's uh, Twitter. He, like, he didn't write. I would have write a response like, "Oh, I meant uh, my, you know, something have fun with it." You know what I mean? But did, did no reference that. Uh, yeah, I don't he did know. It on his show, I don't know. I mean, he references Khalil Herbert, who played well the other day Does against he exist? the Cowboys. He, yeah, no, he's oh, a running he's a back. Person. Okay. The only thing I can think is that he is confusing Montgomery with Armstrong. I don't know why. I could see that. You could. I could. Okay. Armstrong, Montgomery. Very basic names, yeah, I guess. The, yeah, basic. It does happen, but, I mean, that again, I did, the fact that he says it five times in 34 <laughs> seconds and no one's like... No, no, oh. but that was edited, though. That was edited down. It makes it worse, Al. Oh, okay. Like, if it happened... What I'm saying is if it happened in a third, in 34 oh, straight seconds, saying, yeah. you might say, all right, he's talking, let him go. Yeah. He says it once. All right, someone's got to be like, did he just say, who the hell is Armstrong? He says it again. At that point, someone's got to say, hey, you keep saying Armstrong. There's no Armstrong. We got no Armstrong on this team. Yeah, unless they're afraid of him. I don't, yeah, I don't know like that he's... Yeah, maybe if you go, uh, Colin, there's no Armstrong. Get out. Right. I, you think he... We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Is he like that? I don't know. I don't know for him to have that type of reputation, but maybe he does. I worked That's with, a bad one, though. I worked with Colin Cowherd for a short time in Tampa when he was a local Tampa... Uh, Fox TV uh, sports guy. Right. And he also did a radio show, which I was uh, running the board for. He was very pleasant. Yeah, like I said, I don't think he's got a bad reputation like that. And very funny. It's his fault for sure. He takes all the blame and the hits, but someone that's working with him has got to help him out a little bit. Yeah. You need to fire him like the Colts fired their offensive coordinator. Well, I don't know if you're going to do that, but someone's got to wake up.
Unless they were shopping on Amazon at the time. And then did you see your main man, Jerry Jones, yesterday, Jerry, in the news? I did. Yes. He uh, went to a Halloween party as a blind referee. <laughs> I, think balls. Balls. I think that's funny. That old gag. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. But they said it's possible that he faces discipline Aye. for critique. Be, as a as a way of like it's critiquing the referees. Can you imagine? Come on! In this day and age, Jerry Jones getting suspended or fined <laughs> for a Halloween costume <laughs> that wasn't offensive to anybody no. except for referees, which whatever. Right. And Kyrie Irving just keeps playing basketball. <laughs> it's amazing. Jerry, did you see the picture of Jerry Jones? I didn't see it. Oh, no. Okay, so he's in like the classic referee. He has the. The 1970s blind person's glasses on, like the sunglasses. And he was walking around with uh, the blind stick. (laughs) Dressed as a referee. And then it was him pictured with two gals. That Jerry Jones, is he married? Yes. Oh, he's always got the ladies. Maybe one of them was his wife. I don't know. He's worth $6 billion, Al. (laughs) He seems like the life of the party. He seems, so he's the type of guy, when he walks in the room, you know yeah. he's in the room. Mm, good morning. I'm a blind yeah. referee. He commands the room. But then again, you know, like if you were worth that type of, let's say, for instance, you you hit that Powerball for a billion dollars. Oh, it's $1.2 now, Jerry. And let's say you bought the radio station. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you were viewed upon as not just the producer of the morning show, which you wouldn't be doing anymore if you won $1.2 billion. No, I would not. But you now own the place. Yeah. When you walked in, you don't think people are all of a sudden going to be on there watching their P's and Q's? Oh, yeah. So I think when he walks into a room, specifically around cowboy personnel, I think it's, all right, Mr. Jones is here. Here we go. Here we go. Mr. Jones is here, and he's dressed as a blind referee. (laughs) Right. Everybody, act like it's hilarious. (laughs) Act like it's not the most generic thing that somebody could go as. Let me ask you this. How many people you saw Halloween? How many people did you see going as a blind referee? I didn't see any. Me neither. I think it was quite creative. It's old school. I give him props for coming up with something out of the ordinary, and now he'll get suspended for it. I used to love to go as a football player because you had the helmet already at home. Yes. You had jerseys. You just put a little eye black under your eye. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you imagine maybe you stuff your shoulders so you look like you have shoulder pads on with toilet paper or something, and now you're a football player. I did play football, so I did have shoulder pads. Oh, you actually had them. I did, yes. Now, the one year I went as Danny White, I did not put them on hmm. when I was 10. I just put the jersey on. My mom got me the gray pants. I had the helmet. And I put a little eye black on, which I think was like mascara. Yeah, you <laughs> put under my to eyes. your mom's mascara. Yeah, I was Danny White. What? I think it was the only year I actually won as a football player. What do they use as the eye black? Um, it's eye black. Oh, it's actually a product called eye black. Yeah, yeah, and you, you roll it right on. I like when the guys like uh, Geno Smith goes really heavy on it, where it looks yeah. like uh, one of the road warriors from pro wrestling. Yeah, some of the kids on our baseball team does do that, too. We got to take yeah. a break. I'm sorry to cut you off. We oh. got to go. Boomer and Gio want to get in here. It's 5.53. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the topic of the night. Steve Nash. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I got another minute or so. Nets uh, fired Steve Nash, made a mockery of themselves again, and and, then lost again. They suck. Uh, the Rangers won, the Islanders won, the Devils won, and the Phillies shut out the Astros and hit five home runs in a stadium that was going to pop. What else, Al? And there's another game tonight and another game tomorrow night. That's right. And then they go back to Houston. 
Not necessarily. If they need to. If they need to, right. The Phillies right now, if they win the next two games at home, will win it in five. Oh, then those poles will be all greased up, Jerry. You have to climb the poles in Philly to celebrate because the only way to celebrate a World Series championship is to climb a pole, sit on a a, a, a traffic light. And now that you become a Phillies fan, you'll be greasing your pole on Friday. I certainly will, Jerry, as usual. It sounds like that'll be uh, quite yeah. satisfying for you. Maybe I'll do that in Bradley Beach. I'll, I'll just uh, put on a Phillies jersey. I'll uh, climb up the flagpole and just sit there. And uh, and Google Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do not send me any more <laughs> photos that you find. I'm not. I, listen, when that you... comes from the conversation that we had yesterday, and that one blew me away today. So I said, yeah. now i got to make sure I get that out of my Google Photos. Yeah, Elon Musk got to put some, uh, what do you call those filters? filters. We need filters. Yes, it's too much. Like, there should be a check uh, box on your Twitter filters. Do you want to see wiener pics? I do not. (laughs) Right, it's just like that. Yeah. What do you think goes through that guy's mind? I'm going to take a picture of this and post it. (laughs) Why? No one wants to see that. You know what? My followers are very interested in this. Let me get this out there. (laughs) I was not. And I'm not being a follower. I wonder oh if he gets God. any new followers today because people are like, let me see that Reggie Miller. I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.